everyone. This is Michael Camella, the principal at Nathaniel Green Middle School in Providence, Rhode Island. And I'd like to welcome everyone to the 721, the podcast for Nathaniel Green Middle School right here in Providence. Just to let you know what happened, uh, some things that went on this week at the school. Um, we started our Summit Learning Platform for our personalized learning implementation this week in grades 6 to 7, so off to a great start with that. On Thursday, our 8th grade students got to hear from Mr. Toro from Classical High School uh, about the school itself, uh, about the application process, the test. So we are off to also to a good start with that. Our students are excited and are beginning to sign up also for our uh, classical prep, which will begin the week of October 7th. So stay tuned for uh, more information about that. Uh, we had cross, more cross-country signups this week, and we'll be starting that next week. So the meets will be starting soon. They happen every Friday. And we've had three students working with Mr. Larby, our school culture coordinator, and they're being trained in um, restorative practices and have been visiting classes um, this week uh, to work with some of our students uh, in restorative circles. So we're excited about that as well. So this week's podcast is with Miss Patricia Hillary, who is a teacher here at Green. So without further ado, here is Miss Hillary. So I am here with one of our teachers from the English department. Miss Hillary, what is your role here at Nathaniel Green? I'm an eighth grade English teacher. And how long have you been working in education? I've been teaching at Green actually since 1999. I left for a few years and then I came back. So what made you want to become a teacher? Well, I actually had an awful lot of really interesting teachers myself who were inspirational. I grew up in Ireland and many of my teachers were people that I admired. And so I thought it would be great to have a career similar to what they have and to try to make a difference in the lives of people. You ever have the chance to tell them that? Uh, yes, actually. I did a couple of years ago when I was uh, at home. I did see one of my uh, history teachers and I did tell her uh, how she had really impacted me an awful lot. She had, she had known that I was planning to go to America and she had uh, great passion for American history and so she used to give me a lot of extra material on the side about American history because we weren't studying it and so yeah I, I told her how much I had settled here and how I uh, was uh, very much impressed by her education. And when did you when did you come to America? I came to America in the late 1980s to go to Providence College on a track scholarship and then I ended up staying. And you're still running? Yes, yeah, I still very much enjoy running. It's a very uh, enjoyable activity, and I also am very competitive. I still race a lot. I'm running a race tomorrow morning. Oh, wow. How long? How long is 5K. that? 5K. Good for you. Saturday morning, 5K. Yes, I don't get to lie in tomorrow, but I'll have a lie in on Sunday morning. <laughs> so, what is the best part of your role as an educator? I think for me, what I like most is that two of my passions, reading and writing, are tied up in what I do for a living. I really uh, love bringing students to 
gain a value for expressing themselves through writing and also help them to discover a love of reading that they probably had when they were in elementary school but have probably forgotten in the past couple of years with social media and it always makes me so happy when I see students walking around holding their books and getting excited when I bring them to the library and genuinely getting back into reading because it is a great single task activity and just to put away their phones and focus just on the act of reading and so I always am very happy when I see kids really enjoy doing that as well as writing. I love writing myself. I'm not a published author but I'll occasionally share some of my own written short stories or poetry with the students and I think it makes it for them a way that they can say well if Miss Hillary can do it I can do it too so they feel safe expressing their work in the classroom. That's great to hear. So you mentioned growing up in Ireland so do you have a favorite memory? Yes actually I think for me uh, one of uh, I am one of nine children and I'm the sixth of nine and my parents were instrumental in creating a running club in Limerick City where I'm from and I grew up at a time in Ireland when there were very little resources, there weren't any playgrounds, the economy was in a dreadful condition and so most activities had to be free. So my parents started this running club and pretty much the entire city came out for it and so it was an instant way to make friendships. Every weekend we would go away on a coach bus to races all around the country and we'd race barefoot and then afterwards we'd go to a fish and chip shop and just have a great sense of camaraderie on the way home from the races and it was just running was such a great freedom and it was a great way for us to spend quality time with other kids our own age and uh, not not have a care in the world while we were doing it. Those were the days. Are you still in yeah. touch with any of those? Oh, yes, friends? all the time, actually. When I go back home, I go home a lot because um, my siblings are all in Ireland and my father is still there. Um, so, yeah, I see pretty much everybody when I go home. So it's great. Did your family ever get a chance to come visit you over here? Um, occasionally, yes, they do. In fact, my father's 87 and he came over last summer. He came. He's still in oh, wow. very good health. So, uh, yeah, he enjoyed a, a visit last year. And once in a while, my sisters will come over as well. So while you're here in America, what is your go-to order when you go to your favorite restaurant? That's interesting because I actually don't like to go out to eat very much because I'm a very picky eater, but I do enjoy a very good uh, bagel and cream cheese every now and again, Uh, so that's about it, but I like cooking a lot of fish and uh, especially like a nice smoked haddock or salmon or swordfish, so yeah. You're better than me. My wife makes me eat fish every Monday. Good for her. It's the worst part of my week. Very healthy for it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) How about your favorite movie? Are you into oh, movies? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, yes, I am very much into movies. Uh, I like a movie that makes you think, like something like um, Shutter Island oh, or uh, The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love the Matrix series. And then a couple of inspirational ones. I really like Chariots of Fire. Uh, yeah, so uh, definitely I love a good movie. On the flip side of that, you mentioned doing a lot of work with reading and writing with your students. 
I assume you love to read. I do. I've always been an avid reader. We grew up very close to a library, and so uh, my sisters and I were always reading. And so, yes, I love reading. I couldn't pick just one book, but I uh, have many authors that I enjoy. I especially love historical fiction. I really do. Um, And one of the things that I have found through my avenues of, uh, you know, exploring historical fiction. During World War II, there was in Britain a mass observation project where Winston Churchill urged regular people to keep a diary so that future generations could know what it was like to live through the war. And all of those diaries of regular people are available online, or a lot of them are published as books as well. So I love reading those to see what it was like to be actively involved in, you know, evacuating children from London during World War II, or, you know, to be somebody on the front lines in the trenches and so yeah I really like reading diaries like Harry Truman's diary uh, General Patton's diary those are great because we just don't have access nowadays otherwise to you know what's going on in the minds of decision makers other than obviously Twitter uh, not that that's a great <laughs> way of getting into the minds of major decision makers We're not gonna get in into the world politics there, yeah, indeed yeah. let's stay out of that one um, so if, if you had to give a 30 minute speech, somebody just went up to you and said, you know, we need you to talk for 30 minutes, not education related, no preparation. What is it that you would talk about? Probably pollution. I would probably talk about the fact that the oceans are in a dreadful state. And I think a lot of people feel badly about that, but they don't realize that it's, everybody's problem people feel like oh well then don't throw things in the ocean but the real problem is cities uh things that we're doing in our cities all those plastic cups that we're using from you know our iced coffees so many of those are ending up in the oceans especially um plastic bags like so i would like it if uh, i would encourage people to bring their own bags to the supermarkets because so many bags are ending up in the ocean and they're ending up in the stomachs of whales and other uh, creatures and even though it's a gross topic it is tragic to see that so many species are in danger because of plastic and I know plastic was a fabulous invention originally but we never realized that it would become something so toxic that the whole ecology of the world is at risk because of it. Sounds like you're talking about social media as well. Yes absolutely. Uh, So final question It's the end of the school year. Your students are leaving you, going off to high school. What are five words that you hope that they would use to describe their time in your classroom? I would hope that they would say it was challenging, even though I'm not sure they would use that word. They might say hard. I'd like to think that they would say that it was a comfortable place where they felt safe to take some risks and to stand up and share their work with their classmates. And I'd also like to think that they thought it was enjoyable and something they looked forward to. Great. So, Miss Hillary, thank you for taking the time. You're oh, my our, pleasure. our first teacher taking part in this podcast. We appreciate that. Do you have any last words that you want to share? Uh, go Green Bucks. It's going to be a great year. Thank you, Miss Hillary. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening this week. Uh, parents and families, just some upcoming dates that we want to keep you aware of. This Wednesday, September 18th, is our back-to-school evening, which will take place here in the school from 5.30 to 7. We'll begin in the auditorium. 
uh, for a brief uh, presentation by our admin team, and then proceed to the classrooms. We'll follow an abbreviated schedule of your child's schedule for that evening. Um, a week later, Wednesday, September 25th, also from 5.30 to 7, we'll be talking to our 6th and 7th grade parents um, around the Summit Learning Platform to provide uh, information to them and to what they can expect and also what their students can expect for the year uh, around personalized learning. And also a couple of no school dates. So we, there is no school on Monday, September 30th and Tuesday, October 1st in observance of Rosh Hashanah. And no school on Tuesday, October 9th in observance of Yom Kippur. See you all next week.